this weekend, I realized how old I was. I mean, I, mean, I know how old I am, but I realized just in my bones. I, I was preaching at a, at a church uh, this past um, retreat, this past weekend for their retreat, and I came back Saturday. I was like, I'm, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it to the, to the New Year's party. We have a church, and, and I got home, and I just lay there, and I just did not want to get back up. I just didn't move anymore. My body was not the way it was anymore, but praise God um, that... Uh, my family, my wife, and kids were there. We celebrated New Year's together on our couch. It was fantastic, right? Hey, guys, I have a great word for you guys this New Year's. I mean, that, that was supposed to be the intro for us, just to share with you guys what we've been doing for the past 10 years. God has been a great blessing in our church. God has uh, worked so many miracles, so many great things. God has raised up so many leaders, so many people in our community. And I'm just so blessed by you guys every time I look at you. And I believe, I fully, truly believe that God is uh, preparing us for the next season of our church, for the next season of our ministry. You know, it's been 10 years. 2023 begins the next season of uh, TLC. And if we look back, there's been so many things. Because the problem is we don't ever have a chance to look back often. We look back, we see all of these beautiful fruits that came out of the community. But there's, there's also hardships. There was also ups and downs, a lot of valleys that we went through. And I believe that God is going to prepare us today with a word to kind of launch us into the future, to launch us into the next segment of TLC's life and next segment of your life to bring flourishing to your personal life, to your family, to your community, to your church, to those around you, okay? And today's word is, is really at the heart of the vision of TLC, which is to love God, love people, to bless the world, to serve the world. And, and I want to kind of just harp on that today because if we fully grasp this, if we fully understand this, we will position ourselves to be in a place we will prepare ourselves to be in a place where the next season of TLC's life, your family's life, and even your personal life will see a trajectory of flourishing and growth in our community. So open your Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 to 9. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 to 9. Okay? Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 to 9. All right. So let me give you a little background on this book. Deuteronomy was the, the, written by Moses right before they're about to enter into the promised land. They've, they've been wandering for 40 years in the desert, and they're now about to start the new stage of the God's people's uh, life. They're about to start a new stage in the whole new homeland, new people, everything, okay? 40 years is over, and God was going to do something new with them. God was going to bless them. God was going to flourish them. God was going to strengthen them. But in order to do so, he had to prepare them. He had to remind them, this is what must happen in order for, to see flourishing in your life. This is what's going to need to be there. This is your focus. This is your energy. This is your ideas that needs to be there if you're going to see Growth, maturity, flourishing in your church life, in your family life, and in your personal life. These are the things that must be a part of the rhythm of your life. And in the same way, he tells the people who are about to enter the promise on his people, don't forget this. Hold on to this. Cling to this. This is what must happen. This is what, must, what you must do. This is what you must cling to if you're going to see yourself flowing in the land of milk and honey. He wanted to ensure them a vision that will cause them to flourish. And I want to share with you that same thing. I want 2023 to be a year for you, not just to hold back or not to cling to 2022 or the years before, before that, 
for your blessing kind of ride the wave. I want 2023 to be a new wave of blessing, a new growth, a new season of maturity, a new season of transformation, a new season of really just an unleashing of God's power and God's spirit in our community, in our church. Okay? So if we listen, if we listen, I believe it will happen. I know it will happen if we trust this. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 to 5. Let's start there. What is the first thing that he tells them in order to bring flourishing to the land? He says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. Right? The first thing is to love God. He, he didn't say, he didn't give them a bunch of commands here. He didn't just say, do this, do that, do this, do this, do that, right? He didn't just give them a bunch of late things. He knew that in order to do something, what first must be the foundation is love. Because what you love will always direct what you do. You guys follow? What you love will direct what you do. God did not start with commandment. He started with this one thing. The heart of how to thrive and flourish is to love him. To place your center in him. What you love directs what you do. For example, when I go to a restaurant, I open a menu. The salad section, I cannot see it. It doesn't matter if it's there. It doesn't matter if they use the biggest part. I just can't see it. It does not exist for me. Do you know why? Because I do not love salad. And you will never hear me ever ordering a salad when I go to a restaurant, right? It makes no absolute sense to order a salad at a restaurant. Okay? When I go to a restaurant, my eyes go straight to what meats do they offer here at this restaurant? What cuts? What ounce? Uh, how do they prepare it? Right? What accompaniments do they put on it? That's what I go on to. I just, that's my first place to flip to. Why? Because what you do is directed by what you love. You follow? Okay? What you do is directed by what you love. So if you do not love God... It will also be apparent in the things that you do, okay? It will be apparent in the way you spend your time. It will be apparent in the way you spend your energy. It will be apparent in the way you spend your money. It will be apparent in the way you spend your thoughts. What you love will always direct what you do. If you love God, then your time will be seen for God. If you love God, then your energy will be exerted for God. If you love God, then you see that your finances, your money will be given to God. If you love God, then you recognize your thoughts and your behavior will be transformed in the image of God. You guys follow? What you love directs what you do. There's a video of us, of our church, six years ago at a retreat. I shared this video. I'm going to share with you guys this video as a reminder of how far we've come. Okay? And also the failure of your pastor, because I know the reflection of the church is always because of their pastor. And this video was me asking a bunch of people in our church questions on things that I know they love, on things that I know they know. Then I asked them a question on things I think they should know about God. And you shall see the result of those questions that I answer. So if you guys are ready... Let's go, uh, let's do a story back to uh, 19, uh, 2000 something here. 2000, 2015-ish, right? All right? And you will see what we love is always directed by what we do. Can you name me 
12 types of candy bars. Like the brand? Sure, the brand. Okay, uh, Skittles, Milky Way, Twix, Hershey's. That's good. Uh, what? Uh, M&M's. M&M's. Uh, <laughs> Godiva. Godiva too. Uh, <laughs> Classy. Name me 12, um, uh, Paul. hip-hop, oh. um, artists. Jay-Z. Yeah, it counts. Yeah, Jay-Z. My girl T-Swift. T-Swift. Selena Gomez. Mm-hmm. Justin Biebs. Yep. Uh, 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 Luda. Cruz. Uh, 50. Mm-hmm. Sant. You still in? I don't know. Okay. M and M to the M to the M. Uh, uh, who else? Chris Brown. Chris Brown. Rihanna. Beyonce. Queen Beyonce. Uh, what else? Uh, you more? Oh, Trey songs. Jason Derulo. All right, twelve. Twelve. Twelve different types of Pokemon. Go as much as you can. As many as you can. Okay. There's Charmander. There's Charmeleon. Charizard. Oh. Squirtle. Squirtle. War Turtle, mm. Blastoise. Yeah. Wait, I should keep this in my mouth. Um, Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur. Ivysaur. Ivysaur. Venus, Venusaur. Wow. Um, nine. That's the original nine. That's there's the, Pikachu. Pikachu, that's ten. Um, there's Mewtwo. Mewtwo, can you go more? Yeah, there's... One more? There's Jigglypuff. Twelve K-pop stars, go! K-pop, K-pop. Last Peter, Mark, John, John, Bartholomew, Bartholomew. Everyone forgets Bartholomew. Uh, there's James, Peter. There's two Peters, right? Sure. <laughs> Paul. Paul because he wrote most of the Testament. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Go, 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 go. Oh, the guy that uh, the guy that uh. What's his name? Like, deceives Jesus. <laughs> Dang, Jesus? how did I forget his name? Yeah, right? Something Judah Iscariot. Judah, Judah Iscariot. <laughs> There's two of them. There's two Judas. There's two Judas. True? Close enough, close enough. Judas. Judas. Judas and Judah. There we go. Ju- Judas <clears throat> and Judah. Judah because it's one of the 12 tribes, right? Yes. <laughs> Matthew. That's 12. Is that 12 already? John, Luke, uh, Luke because he wrote one of the Gospels, right? Uh, yeah, Luke because, I used to memorize yeah, this. Yeah, Luke because he wrote one of the Gospels, right? It's one of the Gospels. Uh, right I think so. Mm-hmm. Go. Peter? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Me, um, yeah. I said one. <laughs> All right, there you have it, guys. We are all for eight. All for eight. Somebody must know in this place. Somebody gotta know it. All right, let's go find someone holy. Come on, let's go. Here we go. Get out of here. Get out of here. It is 
Mark, Andrew, John. Mark, Andrew. John. Huh? Simon, Peter, Bartholomew, Judas, James, uh, Thomas. Thomas! That's not, that's not, that's not, that's not, that's not. Look at the camera. Name me 12 of the original disciples. How you can do that to me? Paul! Paul, Paul, because he wrote most of the New Testament, right? Yeah, okay. Paul, Simon, Peter! I gotta go. No, go down! <laughs> oh my! Oh man, oh lord. Okay, yeah. Okay. We've gotten better though, right? For sure, for sure. I've, I'm very sure if I asked today, you guys would be able to name it, correct? Uh, it's all right. It's, uh, it's a reflection of your pastor, guys. You guys don't know. I will do better, so you guys can do better, all right? So, point of the, point of the video, you know, it's, it's a joke, but it's, it's, uh, it's a reminder, you know? Usually, what you know is what you do. Or what you love is what you do. And if, if, if our lips would proclaim that we know and love God, then the result of that should be the same. Amen? Right? And so, the Lord, as he is begin, preparing his people for a new season of their life, he said, I need you to set this in your heart very clearly. Because if this is there, if this is the foundation of your being, then everything else will follow with it. And that foundational thing he said first, the first thing he said was this, remember to love me. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Okay? So how do we cultivate that love for Jesus? How do we cultivate such a love for Jesus? It's very simple. Okay? I mean, this is not a, this, there's no magic formula here. It is to spend time in his Word. You have to actually read the Word, to open the Bible, and to actually saturate yourself with the truth of God's Word. Not just kind of just get through it, but to read it, to cultivate it, to, to know it, to memorize it. All right? I don't know when my son started doing these like basketball stats. Like he, every single day he's telling me, Dad, you know what the Clippers did? I'm like, what do you mean? So-and-so is, is uh, sick right now, or they're injured, they can't play, they're just, oh, the team is trash, or blah, blah, blah. He, was, he gives me all these, I'm like, that's a lot of stats. Like, how are, you, how are you knowing all these things? I Google it, right? It's like, okay, Google is dangerous. Anyways, right? But what you love is directed by what you do. So it's not just knowing information, it's not just reading it, but it's allowing for it to saturate into your heart, Okay? It's, it's not just clicking a box of your Bible Devo, I did my reading, I did my reading, but to sit down and to allow the reading to actually have a grasp upon your life, to, to, to begin to challenge your way of thinking, to begin to move in the way uh, of your, your, your uh, direction. You got to actually open the word if you're going to listen to your God. Any relationship requires that. God speaks to us first and foremost. He speaks to us a lot of ways, but he'll always speak to us through his word. So if you're going to want to see a year of flourishing, not just a year that's going through the motion, but a year where God is doing his work in your life, you got to set upon your heart, Lord, I will love you this year. That you will be with all my heart, with all my mind, with all my soul, with all my strength. You will be the center of the things that I do. You will be the very reason why these things that I do is done, right? But it starts with the word of God. But it also starts with this. Starts with prayer. How do we cultivate a love for God? It is through prayer. You gotta pray. 
You, can, you cannot, some, some of us, we, we, we pray maybe like a minute, two minutes a day, right? How, how, no wonder you ask yourself, my spiritual life is, eh, it's all right. No wonder my relationship with God is at best, mm. it's, it's the prayers in which we offer unto our God. But not just to throw out a bunch of requests and needs, but to ask God, hey, is there anything wrong with me? You know, I love last week, Pastor Lynn, he gave a great example. He gave a great illustration where if two people are praying for each other, okay, he's saying, like, what you should be praying first is, God, what is wrong with me before you ask God, fix the other person, right? He said, Lord, is there something wrong in me? Am I, is, is something wrong with my patience? Is there something wrong with my attitude? Is there something wrong with my anger? Is there something wrong with my way I think? Something wrong with me before I ask God, hey, fix this person, or fix that person, maybe we should begin to pray and ask the Lord, hey, is there something wrong with me that needs fixing? Is there something wrong with me that needs to transform and change? The way in which we begin to see 2023 as a year of transformation, maturity, blessing, the way we begin to start this season that God has prepared for TLC, and I really believe this, that God is preparing a huge season for our church for this community specifically, that he is preparing it for us, is he's saying that the center of your life needs to start with me. Before you do anything else, it needs to start with me. Okay? Here's the second thing he said, verses 6 to 8. He says, these commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk, walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. He's about to lay down. Deuteronomy is basically second law. He's about to lay down all these things that he's going to ask his people to do. Okay? And what God is really saying is this. The second thing that I want you to do, after you understand loving me, then that love for me needs to be given. It needs to be shared. It needs to be passed on to the very people that are next to you. You need to not just hold it back, but to be able to express it to the very people. The greatest thing that you can share is the greatest love that you have. Isn't it true? The greatest thing that you can possibly share to anyone is the greatest love that you have. The Bible says what? Teach this love to those around you. When you sit, when you walk, when you lay down, when you get up, Show it to them. Model it for them. Make it a center of your home. Make it the rhythm of your life. Express it. Share your love of Jesus to those around you. Right? And honestly, the closest people we start, it should be our family. Before we try to love the world or love everyone else, we got to make sure we love our family. Your mom, your dad, brothers, sisters, husband, wife, children. Right? If you can't love your family well, you're not going to be able to love others any better. If the very people that God's placed around you, if you cannot love them well, you're not going to be able to love anyone that much better. And God's saying, the way flourishing begins to happen, the way blessing begins to flow through you, the way I begin to use you to unleash you into the world around you, is that you take this love and press it on your heart and give it to those around you. If I ever ask, I mean, one thing you can ask, the, the very simple question you can ask is, is your spouse, is your family, your mom and your dad, your brother, sister, your children, are they flourishing because of your love for Jesus Christ? 
Do they sense that when, the, when, when you are there, their lives are somehow better? There's something beautiful that comes out. Have you loved them with the love that Jesus gives you, or are you loving them, or are you just kind of going through the motion with them because they know you so well? Are they growing because of you, because of your love for Christ as a channel of blessing into them? And it's so, it's so simple, the way he says it here. How are we supposed to do it? Like, what am I supposed to do, PT? Very simple. Just impress Impress this truth, impress the reality of who God is into, the, into your life and live it to them when you are sitting down, right? When you're having a sit, when you, when you sit down, you, you're chatting with each other, you know? Of course, chat about the sports, chat about the weather, chat about, the, but when you're sitting down, is your conversation moving towards an atmosphere where we're asking the question, hey, how are you? What's missing in your life? How's, how, how's the family doing? What's your biggest struggle lately? Can I pray for you? Can I, can I, can I remind you that you are loved, that you are good, that, you are, that your existence means something? Right? When you're sitting down, would you cultivate the practice of having conversations that is lofty and high? Practice having conversation that is deep and true. It says what? When you're... Uh, when you sit down or when you walk along the road, or when you, it's like when you're driving, when you're driving in the car. Some of, some of the best times in ministry that I've had when I was a youth group kid or a youth group pastor was driving kids home. Like I, couldn't, I couldn't talk to them most of the time, but when I drive them home, it's like the best time for some reason. Like something about the car and just driving, it's just you have like deep conversation. I think guys, when you do like road trips, you know, like all of a sudden like you're just driving and like you start talking about the universe talking about like life and start talking about stars and moon. I mean, just random conversation. There's some deep stuff that happens in the car. And God is just saying, yeah, when you drive, when you move along the road, talk. Make it a part of your life. Make it an essence of your life. When you lie down, before you lie down to sleep, remember the Lord that day. Pray for your children. Pray for your spouse. Pray for your family. Lift them up. When you wake up in the morning, let the first thing that comes to your mind not be like, I wonder what's on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok, right? The first thing that comes to your mind is, thank oh God that I have lived this, that I've made it through the night. And this day is a blessing for you, that your mercies are new every day. Right? The spiritual atmosphere of your home should be Christ. Are you creating a spiritual atmosphere in your home around the one person that we say we love? When there is a problem, do you start by praying? When there is a question, do you open the Bible to seek for the answers first? When there is blessing, do we give generously? When there is pain and trial, do we turn to Jesus? If I was to ask your family, what is the most important thing in your family? What do you guys value? Would the answer be Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior? Or would it be reputation, business, status, value, money, fill in the blanks? For you married couples, marriage is hard, yes? Marriage is hard. Don't stop the year by lying, okay? Marriage is hard, yes? It is very hard. Marriage is very hard, okay? It's hard for Christians. 
I, can only, I cannot even imagine how hard it would be for non-believers. It was hard for Christians, two Christians to be married. I wonder how hard it is for a Christian and a non-Christian to be married. Right? Marriage is hard. But would you commit? But here, here's, the, here's the beautiful thing about this, okay? I didn't, write the, I didn't create the institution of marriage, okay? Neither did the world around you. God created the institution of marriage. And so God really knows how marriage flourishes. I mean, it, it just makes sense, right? Logically, it makes sense. If God made it, he probably knows how to make it flourish. And so the best way to flourish our marriage should probably be to go to the one who actually made the marriage. Amen? Right? And so why are you trying to run your marriage by your own wisdom, logic, ability, and strength? Why not love your spouse with the love that Christ has given us and the instruction he's given to us here in the Word? Right? Well, I don't know how to do that. Guess what? We have a community and a church and groups that can help you do that. Right? We, we started one last year, Young Couples Ministry. If you're a young couple and you're about to engage or whatnot, it's a ministry for you. Commit to it. Build into it. Right? We have a family ministry. Mom and dads with kids. Pop on in. Commit to it. If you're singles, we'll figure out how to do singles pretty soon. We have men's and women's, right? Learn how to be a man first before you get married. Learn how to be a woman first before you get married. There are things here that gives you the opportunity for that. But the key thing is this. If you want to see 2023 to be a year of blessing, a year of strength, a year of growth, first, God says, center it on me. Love God. And then, don't just, don't just kind of stay there, but to take that love and share it to the people around you, your family, closest people around you, your family, mom, dad, brother, sister, husband, wife, children. Are you loving them faithfully? Because they will flourish, the Bible says, if they do this faithfully. Okay? But when they don't, that's when we get all the rockiness that goes on with it. Yeah? And this is the last thing here. Last thing is, right? Verses 8 to 9. So love God, love people. Verse 8 to 9. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Okay? What does that mean? He's saying it is to love God, love people, and ultimately to serve the world. When you write... God's word, God's command on your heart, it's a symbol on your house. It's a symbol that says what? Hey, look, when you are with me, when you are here, I am here to serve you. I am here to bless you. When you enter into my home, my home is a place of blessing and of service unto you. Okay? Wherever anyone, whenever anyone comes to our house, they should receive the blessing of the Lord. So it's not just about loving God and then just being with ourselves, to ourselves, but it is a action of serving the world around us, okay, is through our lives and through our, our love for the Lord and through our love for our family, our church family, our immediate family, that the world begins to see love of God being administered. So not only are you to love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, you are to love your family, the people closest to you, with that same love, that same uh, tenacity, same strength, and then it is to be expressed to the world around you. 
Later on in, in the history of Israel, they, they were a very put-together nation by that time. They had a bunch of offerings, prayers. In the book of Isaiah, you know what God did? He punished them. This is what he said. In the book of Isaiah, God said, I'm tired of your offerings. You're coming with all these offerings, your bulls, your rams. I'm tired of it. But God, you told us to bring it. Yeah, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of your programs and your festivals. All these things you do, all these little things, all these activities and and, and programs that you put, I'm, I'm absolutely tired of it. I'm tired of your prayers, uh, but, but it's to you. Yeah, I'm tired of it. Why? Why was he tired? Do you know why? It's because this. The people of God have forgotten. In Isaiah 1 verse 16, it says this. They have forgotten to do right, to seek justice, to encourage the oppressed, to defend the cause of the fatherless and plead the case of the widow. Do you know why that bothered God so much? That he said, I'm tired of your offerings. I'm tired of you showing up to church. I'm tired of you praying. Because I know that all these things you do, it's not to me. It's religious lip service. You're not worshiping me anyways, so why are you pretending? And this is why, this is why he said that. Because the people of God have forgotten to care for the widows, the orphans, the foreigners, those who are in need of justice, those who cannot help themselves. God was tired of his people because his people have forgotten to take care of those who could not take care of themselves, who needed a hand of grace to pull them out of their mire and their situation. See, if God's people remember those who could not help themselves and help them, then God would have known that his people remembered him because God reached out to his people when they could not save themselves, and he saved them by a hand of grace, right? So he saved them by the hand of grace, and now his people are neglecting everyone else around them who are poor, who are in need of justice, who are downtrodden, who are widows, or who could not help themselves. They forgot. They just kept to themselves. They did their own thing. They had their own little parties at their own little front, and that was all there was about it. And God says, you come with me with all these worship, all these prayers, all these offerings, and I detest them. Because what it tells me is this. You're not worshiping me. You're, not, you're giving me lip service at best. You have forgotten them, therefore, as an indication you have forgotten me. The way we begin to see flourishing in our homes, in our church, and in our lives for 2023, this is it. Set your heart that God is the center of it all, to love God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength, with all your soul. That everything that is done is directed by him. What do I do with my job? Let it be directed by God. How do I work with relationships? Let it be directed by God. How do I deal with my family? Let it be directed by God. How do I deal with, with the trouble? Let it be directed by God. What do I do with my finances? Let it be directed by God. What do I do with all this energy that I have? Let it be directed by God. What do I do with all this time that I have? Let it be directed by God. You see, the whole point of it is that your center needs to be on Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. And when that is there, what you do begins to be a reflection. And what you are doing, what you are bringing out is the blessing. See, when that is center, all of a sudden now, your family will begin to be blessed 
because your presence is there. Because you're going into your family thinking what? I'm here. My energy, my heart, my time, my finances, my love, directed by God for you. My prayers, the troubles for you. And then thirdly, it's nice just to have that. And sometimes, we, sometimes we, we get stuck there, like, oh, I love God. I love my family. We're great. But we forget to serve the world. I, 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 I preached this message to your parents, to the adults in the VM side. And I told them, I think I was right, I told them, hey, you, we're great at loving God. And you guys are pretty great at loving each other, right? Kind of, right? Maybe we should work on that. But what's the one thing, I think the one thing that your parents or your, 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 your kids, us, we're so annoyed by you. You know what it is? They say, why? What is it? I said, you say these things, but they don't really see it in your lives. They, they rarely see it in your lives. Justice, care for those around you. No, I barely even see that. It has to come to a place where your family, our church, our church, I pray that our church begins to start dreaming and having visions about how do we help our community. I love our last outreach, by the way, December's outreach, we, when we bless the group across the street. We, we need more of that. We don't need, I don't need it for it to be like that we have to like tell them the gospel every single time. But that we just, there's a need. The church should be there to provide for that need. Right? It, it, it should be there. The widows, the orphans, the foreigners, it should be there. It should be seen in your family. Your family, your children, your spouses, there should be a rhythm of your life that you're giving it to those around you. you know, I, I know a lot of you guys, you know, like, um, lofty vision of like, you know, when, when I get things together, when I finish my degree and I'll start doing mission work and all that stuff and I'll start serving and blessing people and helping people. The reality is if you're not doing it now, you're not going to do it later. And if you do do it later, it's going to be bare minimum at best. Because you haven't cultivated the spirit of doing it now, right? If you cultivate the spirit of doing it now, later on, it's, it's just going to be a natural rhythm of what you're just doing with your life. But if you're kind of like, I'm just going to focus on me first, here, my thing, focus on what I need to do, and then later on, when everything's established, then I'll start serving the world. Guess what? You're not going to serve the world. It's not going to happen, right? When you'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, when everything's together, and I got my finances in order. Then I'm going to start giving and offering. Okay? I know this for 15 years of experience. Anyone who says that usually never does that. And if they do anything, it's bare minimal at best. They say, wow, I gave this. Well, you gave according to what you had when you were in high school. You're not in high school anymore. Yeah, but it's still giving. No, see, if you haven't cultivated now, you'll never have the rhythm to cultivate it then. You guys follow? We need to practice serving the world now. Fighting for justice, the orphans, the widows, the foreigners. We need to live that out as a rhythm of our church life, of our family's life, and even as an individual. What are you doing? Right? Let 2023 be a year we return to our first love, and that it will be a season where the love of our God, working in the hearts that he saved, begins to flourish and bless the world around us. Amen? 
Let 2023 be a year that TLC, your family life, and even your individual life be a year of blessing. Amen? Let it be a season where we see God's hand working in our community, in our family, and in our individual life. That we're not just waiting for someone to tell us what to do, but the Holy Spirit has already been telling us what to do. And he's saying that if you were to love me, to love your family, and to serve the world, I will show you what you can do. Just step into it and do it. Let 2023 be a year where we love God, love people, and serve the world. Let's pray.